20th. This is the Amanda Seals show. And uh, it's about it's about uh, it's about that time in the America, in the United States of America. It's about time for this this Thanksgiving. People spend all week. People have traveled already to the destination. Okay, people already travel to the destination where they will be eating a meal on Thursday. But it's also, you know, it's a family time. I know there's also been a lot of um, a lot of folks, you know, just kind of asking if it really is like valuable to celebrate this day because of how we are witnessing indigenous people dealt with all over the world. Um, You know, that's a real thing. So it's also World Children's Day today. Did y'all know that? It is all of our responsibility globally to protect the children, to keep them safe and to put them first. Uh, We got something coming up today. Okay, so let me tell you all the rundown of things. Governor Kathy Hochul of New York signed the Clean Slate Act. I'll tell you what that means. Also, after some horrible accusations, Puff Daddy did a whiplash that was faster than a trip to Junior's for Cheesecake in settling that lawsuit. Also, uh, what foods should you not take to a Black Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm. Very important information that we will be providing you because we don't want to set you up for failure. We're always setting you up for wins. All right. We got that plus the big up let down uh, right here at the Amanda Seals show. So that's what's going on. This is this is the day. It's Monday. We're easing into the week and it's going to be a long one. So make sure you ease yourself, pace yourself. All right. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. We'll be right back. We're back at the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Let's talk about New York's Clean Slate Act. So Governor Kathy Hochul, she signed the Clean Slate Act, which allows ex-offenders to pursue employment and housing without being tied to their criminal records. Let's hear what she had to say. Too many formerly incarcerated people still face hurdle after hurdle when trying to restart their lives. Whether it's securing stable housing, a good job, or continuing their education, the stigma of a criminal record often follows them for life and holds too many back from reaching their true potential. This is right on time. Just yesterday, I was with one of our program graduates, an exceptional young man who inspired so many of his peers on Rikers Island. Since coming home, he's done everything right. Found a job, contributes to his community, he's a positive role model. I spent the entire day with him going apartment to apartment, landlord to landlord, while getting doors slammed in our face because no one would rent to him due to his criminal record and he is not alone. So that was actually not Governor Kathy Hochul. That was Lala Anthony. And you're probably like, why? Like, why are we hearing from Lala Anthony? Um, Apparently, she has been a part of this initiative, and this act will help Mm -hmm. remove barriers to success for individuals who are coming home from jail or prison in New York and clear a path for them to reach their full potential. Now, I wholeheartedly agree with this. I just feel like even if you're a criminal, you're still a part of society. I mean, it's pretty much society that made you a criminal um, (laughs) and you have a right to exist as a citizen. If you Mm -hmm. can be president in prison, why can't you vote from prison? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like literally, we have had people who have held public office from prison. However, prisoners in many states I don't think prisoners in any states can vote. Like but while I know you're still that, in the pen. Yeah, like while you're incarcerated. But I know that there are many uh, states that have disenfranchisement laws that because you've committed a certain crime, you are no longer able to vote, which is absolutely mm-hmm. bonkers. And one of those things that I think people don't necessarily like attach to the endurance of slavery in this nation. And mm-hmm. it's like, if they're incarcerating more black and brown people and they have laws that say that those people can't vote, then what they're doing is diminishing our ability as a community to form and to operate within voting as true citizens. Like that's, it's, it's sinister. That's long division. It's strategery. Right there. You said what? <laughs> that's long division right there. She said. It's long division is what it is. Yes. <laughs> It's 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 very it's it has a quantum physicness about it in terms of its wickedness, but it is very very real. Um, 
And, you know, that's that's when I mean, that goes back to post uh, Civil War. Like they were like, OK, Americans, mm-hmm. everybody is a citizen now. And then they were like, wait, 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 but, but not them. No, we still don't. I mean, you, right. you know, you just like kind of a citizen or whatever, whatever. So this, the act will what? seal certain criminal records following a person's release from incarceration. And the ceilings of the re- the ceiling of the records is on the condition. Now, here's the thing. The ceiling of the records is on the condition that the individual convicted of the offense has not committed any additional crimes. Mm. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think um, it's like if your crime isn't like related to housing, <laughs> like should, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think of course there's other people, then there's people who are like, well, no, like I don't want to live next to criminals. Um, I mean, Y'all, we live we living with criminals all the time that we don't say. know. <laughs> Listen, uh, there's a criminal in the White House right now. Okay, <laughs> right now, a bunch of them just sitting up there, just saying this is what we doing. So the okay. question is, why should Black people care? Well, if the former president can commit crimes and still go to work, then we should be able to pay our debts and go to work too. Mm-hmm. That's that. All right, y'all, hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight. When we get back, we'll talk about. Puff Daddy and Cassie and these charges and the settlement. Yeah. And I think it's going to take us longer to talk about it than it took for it to happen. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And yeah, man, we got to talk about it. Puff and Cassie. And listen, I saw somebody <laughs> say. <laughs> Cassie said, Kiki, I see you, but watch this. Um, Toys. <laughs> okay, so unless you've been, you know, living your life to the fullest and, mm-hmm. you know, paying attention to things that actually matter to you and that, mm-hmm. like, shift your vibration, you might have mm-hmm. missed this. But <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> Sean Puffy Combs and um, Cassie have reached a settlement one day after the singer accused him of rape, sex trafficking, and physical abuse, that's a hat trick in a lawsuit. Um, Puff Daddy said, we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family all the best. And then closed it with love. Oh, okay. Which was that's his name that at one point. <laughs> Love at the end is crazy. Now you want to be amicable. Now you want th- th- exactly what I was thinking. Now you want to be amicable. Mm. Um, y'all, we couldn't believe that he settled so fast. I've never seen anything. There's got to be a Guinness Book of World Records uh, <laughs> like category for this. Here's a list of things that lasted longer. Then Diddy took to settle this case. The shower I took last night lasted longer and I exfoliated. And as a black person, I washed my whole body. So that may have been the problem uh, because a Taylor Swift shower would not have lasted as long. It would not have lasted as long. So she, she doesn't do the legs. She doesn't do the legs. Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian's marriage lasted longer than it took for this, okay? The walk the band took across Mm. the bridge to Mm -hmm. get the cheesecake from Junior's (laughs) Cheesecake Factory took Mm -hmm. longer than this situation, all right? My natural hair in a humid climate after a blowout Mm. lasted longer than this, okay? And just so we're clear, the way my hair works, if I blow my hair out and I cry, the humidity (laughs) from the tears, okay? We'll kink it up, all right? The curl will hang, okay? Um, You know, the Thanksgiving leftovers, y'all, the straps off a knockoff Gucci bag, every hangover from my 20s, which was when Patron was popping, all lasted longer. All lasted longer (laughs) than this. Okay, but here's the real question. Do we consider this to be an admission of guilt? I do. Absolutely. I mean, 30 Same. million in 24 hours? You was like, let me go ahead and send this check real quick. That's cash app. That's Zell. 
That's a Zell. Yes, that's an ACH. <laughs> that's like, yeah, 30 million in that amount of time is, it's really bonkers. Like, he probably had to dip into, like, the Cayman Islands accounts to get it. But, uh, <laughs> that's why they didn't want to, like, get canceled after this. Ooh. If all of these allegations are true, these this is, these are these are beyond cancelable. Actually, <laughs> I don't know what you even do at this point. If all those you know, his, are true, his lawyer said he didn't do it. His lawyer denied, denied, denied. But he said we decided to settle, settle this amicably. And I just feel like if you accuse me of all of that and I didn't do it, right, baby, we going to court. We exactly. are going to my innocence. Chart shoes on everything. I'm going to court. <laughs> I was so nervous though because he had just wrote a million dollar check to Jackson State. I was like, bro, I hope that check here. <laughs> <laughs> Did it clear? But knowing my school, we cast that check the same day. <laughs> you, can, you know what? Did it last longer than that? You know, it didn't last longer than this settlement. <laughs> that check to Jackson so, State, that got cashed. I'm right. Cashed. <laughs> So Cassie did say with the expiration of New York's Adult Survivors Act fast approaching, it became clear that this was an opportunity to speak up about the trauma I had experienced and that I will be recovering from for the rest of my life. And I do hope that this uh, inspires other women who are going through these same situations with very prominent men who feel protected by their celebrity. I hope that it inspires them to really, um, you know, take the step to getting justice or at least uh, reparations for their for their pain. And that's really that. So what are your thoughts, y'all? Call me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Should Diddy get canceled? Is his quick settlement an admission of guilt? 1-855-262-6328. We got 60-second headlines and we get back to Listen, Laugh, and Learn on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals and it is time to get into 60-second headlines. All right, Amanda, according to the Washington Post, Israel and Hamas are close to an agreement on the U.S. brokered deal that would free dozens of women and children held hostage in Gaza in exchange for a five day pause in fighting. I think maybe folks is really on Biden's head like now, nah, hold on. Don't let Israel finna lose this election for us, this reelection for us. That's what I think is happening. But we shall see. We shall see. Also, a Louisville judge declared a mistrial against Brett Hankerson, one of the ex-officers in the 2020 raid that ended in Breonna Taylor's death. The jurors were unable to make a unanimous decision. Uh, Just so we're clear, I hate everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Also, a new study shows that, guess what? Eating higher amounts of ultra-processed foods raises the risk of being diagnosed with having multiple chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. I mean, in water is wet news. They say this every quarter. They're like, hey, y'all, just a reminder that you're killing yourselves and we are providing the food that kills you. Carry on. (laughs) And lastly, we got some good news for Kiki Palmer. She is hosting the 2023 Soul Train Awards on November 26th, and it will reimagine the traditional awards show format by celebrating R&B with a soulful powerhouse house party. All right. I mean, let me tell you something about Kiki Palmer. She gonna work. Allegations? She going to work. Video proof? She going to work. All right? Recorded with her mom? Don't matter. She going to get this bread. Her mother going ham? She going to bring the bread. Amen. <laughs> Those are your 60-second headlines, y'all. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals Show, y'all. I am Amanda Seals. Remember, for all of our listeners out there, if you missed anything and you want to catch up, all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcast to check out the latest episode as well as past episodes. You can do a whole binge of the Amanda Seal Show if you feel like it, all right? It's available wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out my other podcast, Small Doses. Now, we're always taking your calls. So remember, our phone lines are open 24-7. If you miss something and you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have called in. It's never too late, baby. Hit us up. 1-855-262-6328. Who's this? I used to be a DoorDash driver or delivery person. Um, one, I think that the company should pay, pay the drivers more. Then they wouldn't have to be asking the customers to pay more tips. And two, what they really should do is set it up to where you do not give the tip until after the food is delivered. Because so many times, like you said, it goes to the wrong house. They didn't check the bag. You're supposed to check 
the food before you leave the restaurant. So they don't do that. Sometimes you don't even get your food. So if you've given them a crazy tip and you don't get mm-hmm. their food, you should actually get your tip back. Um, I don't know. It's all a mess. <laughs> Bye. You know what? And that's coming from a DoorDash driver herself. Let me tell you. Right. Three different times in my neighborhood, um, the same person has had to come in the group chat like, hey, did somebody get um, food delivered to their no. house? <laughs> and like his house is not like, it's not like behind the tree. You know, it's not like you got to go behind the pines or anything. Like, I don't know why. I had his whole Instacart order dropped on my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, also now they'll be leave, they'll leave like outside the apartment complexes the food on the, like on the side of the door. Like I've walked <gasps> by apartment complexes, it's like wow. food waiting. I know they mad. I'm like, that's crazy. I used to live in a house that had like a long, like not a long driveway, but like basically you had to like go down a little a, high, a little hill, and so there was a gate. There was a like a garage gate at the bottom on, mm-hmm. of the driveway. And I remember really being like, where is my food? Like I could not find where they had put my food and they had like hit it like in some in like a bush <laughs> and I was like how how is it like I just I don't know people are wild but um that's the first driver we've had who actually was in agreement with the tip first driver. but when that Instacart order came to your house did you just look in it to see if it was anything you needed or you just tried to find absolutely it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, what's in here? Did they got lemonade. Did they order lemonade? Did they get lemonade? But it was like Don't a bunch of like materials. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of like, we're going to make cookies type of situations. So I was like, oh, y'all can have that. Y'all can have that. <laughs> All right. We got more show for you. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at Seals Said It. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. This is your your favorite place for laughs and learning and facts. I am your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And uh, it is November 20th. And it's a lot of birthdays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Strahan, Goldie Hawn, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. President Joe Biden. Uh, you know what we want for your birthday? A ceasefire. <laughs> Yep. That's what we want. The whole world is cheering. The whole world is cheering. We also got Future. Wonder what type of toxic behavior Future is engaging in for his birthday this year. I bet you it's not therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the studio. Go to the stew. All right. Well, coming up this hour on Black Year in News, sources say APAC, uh, which is the... Uh, lobbying group. Uh, it's an Israeli lobbying group. They're gearing up to spend $100 million as part of a campaign to knock the squad out of Congress in 2024. Also got to tell you about my weekend. Plus, we got the Big Up Let Down, which involves Snoop Dogg, Meg Thee Stallion, and Party Fontaine. Ain't, if that's his real name, we don't really know. All right. Um, maybe his name is like Pardisonus. Uh, but if you if you have things, if you, if you want to just tell us about the show, what you think about the show, how you feel about the show, make sure you call us up. Also, we love to hear the things that you have learned this week. So make sure you make that phone call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll get into it right here at the Amanda Seal Show when we get back. Seals show y'all. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's a lot, y'all. It's intense, and it's time for Black Year News. Okay, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, APAC, which used to actually be called the American Zionist Public Affairs Committee, but then that word wasn't hidden as well, so they changed it. Um, they are expected to spend at least 100 million dollars in the Democratic mm. primaries in a singular effort to knock out the seven squad members. Now, the squad 
Representatives include Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Cori Bush, Jamal Bowman, and Summer Lee. Now, they have always been, since they've been in office, you know, kind of like targeted as the progressives, a.k.a. like the black sheep for actually caring about their constituents, right? Mm -hmm. And so they've always kind of been like at the forefront in that way. But the squad is also the Democratic cohort that really got behind ceasefire from day one of October, you know what I mean? From day one. And um, the main reason APAC is expected to throw cash around to unseat them is because of them being outspoken in their opposition of Israel's occupation and continued military bombardment of Palestine. So the thing about this, though, is that essentially if we were in a true democracy, it would be the people who are determining who is in office and who's not. And there wouldn't Mm -hmm. be the capabilities of lobbying groups to throw money at swaying the people's decisions. So like, for instance, in um, Corey Bush's case in St. Louis, there was a brother that was running for Senate. And then they got to him and said, well, we'll actually like get behind your campaign and give you a bunch of money if you run against Corey Bush to unseat her. And so now like this brother decided to go along with that. But ultimately the effort is being used is using other black people to unseat these black, these black people, by the way, like it's, it's not just like, okay, we're going to get behind like white people. Like, no, it's literally like I'm a divide and conquer y'all too. Now a political action committee is a political committee that is organized for the purpose of raising and spending money to elect and defeat candidates. I mean, that's what it's for. I personally don't feel like those should even be allowed. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. what we know, because then that really just means it's all money that determines how any of this happens. Well, you said something true to Amanda. Like you said, they literally will go find someone intentionally for the purpose of just defeating somebody, not picking somebody that's like, oh, this good. They good for the community. No, we just know you right. can beat this other person. That's mm-hmm. it. And they know because they get all the data. Right. Like they study Mm -hmm. all of this. They're analytics pros. They get in there and they're like, okay, who is going to be meeting the same goals as this person, but not this person. Right. And let's go prep them up. Who wants power? Who wants to get in politics? Who will let us be in charge of them? I mean, look at people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like Lauren Boebert, like these people get in position because Folks come to them and say, we will put you in position. All you got to do is play your role. Like, that's a real thing. Or sell your soul. For politics. (laughs) That part. Play your role, sell your soul. So what this means, though, is that for those of us who are in support of public servants, not politicians, people like the members of the squad, it means that we have to continue to be grassroots in our efforts to support mm-hmm. uh, the folks that are in place. And, you know, for, us, for also for what it's worth, if we can actively as a community be in a grassroots efforts on a regular basis, it will completely mm-hmm. undermine the PACs. Mm-hmm. and make them no longer valuable. And that is a way that we can shift the way this so-called so democracy operates into an actual real democracy. But the other question is, why should black people care? Because not standing up to PACs could send progressive leadership that supports black folks back in. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. It's Monday, so I got to tell you about my weekend. Um, I had a very interesting weekend in that, first of all, whenever you have a day, like, I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this way, Jeremiah, like the Bible, but in Los Angeles, like, the first rainy day of a set of rainy days just feels like, well, I'm not supposed to do anything today now. Um, oh, yeah. It took me out. It took me out. <laughs> like, I will wake up with all of the goals, plans, and productivity of the day. Mm-hmm. And then I see them rain clouds. I'm like, oh, oh, I got, I got it. I, I can't do anything now. I can't. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Mind you, the stuff I needed to do isn't even outside. But it's just the, no, the, the somberness, the grayness makes me be like, yeah, I just, um, let me focus on I didn't on go me. to the gym. Let me focus that's on That's downstairs me. in my building because it was raining. I was like, it's fine. I can go downstairs to the gym. <laughs> 
What? There you have it. Like, it's just kind of like, uh, it just, it zaps your energy. Nonetheless, I did do my diligence in trying to get some stuff done. Um, you know, I'd be glued to this phone, just trying to follow what's going on overseas. And so that's also takes up time, just takes up valuable time. But this was also uh, a weekend where what I realized about myself is, you know, as I am in this world of dating and like, you know, not wanting to, I, I really do want to be on a break from fools. Um, I had to get real with myself because, you know, y'all, I think a lot of women will break our necks to try to like not seem like we're crazy, even though like the dudes are not breaking their necks to not seem like they're crazy. <laughs> not doing that they not putting in no effort to make it seem like they not crazy but we will be over here having full committee hearings like okay so i texted this and then he texted this but then i said this well how long was it between his text and your text miss seals it was approximately 30 minutes now but like that's really what's going on just so we can be like now am i tripping Right. Am right. I right? And it's like, I had to just let, I said to myself this weekend, you're going to let all that go. You're going to let all that go. And really, Amanda, you, you are brilliant. You are a good person. They going to get what they get. <laughs> you're going to try your best. They going to get what they get. And that's also for me. Like, stop trying to be like some perfectionist for these folks who are not even making any effort give that to you just be your best speak on it you was kind you was smart you was important (laughs) so (laughs) i may not have been productive in like actual physical labor but my emotional labor really got i got somewhere this weekend i got somewhere this weekend what do y'all think man 1855 amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 i also got to do a screening of uh in amanda we trust at the hollywood improv for a sold out audience thank you to everyone who came out and thank you to courage la for joining us for the q a because it really is important to me to use this project in amanda we trust to work with y'all to educate y'all you know what else happened this weekend i signed with a management agency artists first that's what i did so i got me two black managers so they tried to keep the girl down but i'm black y'all it's i'm black y'all it's i'm bliggity black because i'm black y'all congratulations thank you very much we'll be right back guys the amanda seal show We are. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I don't know. Apparently, Slim Thug, who I will text about this, uh, he said that what now? He said that he doesn't agree with the Cassie situation because there should be a time limit. Like waiting so long to file, like he didn't. He didn't. There um, is a time limit. That's why she said she was filing now because the statute of limitations was about to be up. Why don't people just understand that shutting up is free? Shutting up is free. (laughs) Very free. (laughs) You ain't. You ain't said nothing about what's going on in Palestine, but you decided to break your silence for this. Steve, go sit down in your house in Houston, roll a blunt, and think about life. Let's get into a big up letdown. Big up, big up. All right, so today's big up goes to Snoop Dogg's lungs. Uh, lungs. Yes, yes. Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Calvin Brodus, the capital S-O-S on Fresh Nebula, P-D-O-W-G-Y-D-O-W-G-U-C, recently shared that apparently he's going to give up smoking marijuana. Yeah, Mm. he did. Um, so basically he said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoking. Please respect my privacy at this time. (laughs) Okay. I love that he did this in a tongue in cheek way because it's definitely like, I, I need to sit with this in peace. I mean, I wonder if he's like, like. I feel like people who do something that much, they just replace mm-hmm. it with something else. Like, is he going to replace the weed with Jesus? Is he going to be just come like a super Christian? Like, well, is he, he going to replace the weed with smoking? He didn't say weed. So I guess you could do like, you could do, uh, he could edibles. do edibles, but I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same. I know it's not the same response because True. I've done edibles twice and I will never again in my life <laughs> participate in such foolery. 
<laughs> but you know what? Congrats though, because I know that Snoop also he still smokes. He doesn't smoke in blunts, but he smokes Funta Leaf, and it's still tobacco, and that's tearing up them lungs, mm. tearing them up. All right. I mean, I'm surprised that he can still do concerts. <laughs> You're the, the cough is crazy. Sheesh. I wonder also, like, at this point, what weed is he smoking? It must be from Jupiter. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our... Letdown. So, today's letdown goes to Partisan Fontaine and his no-acting friends. Okay, like I don't understand who he is considering to be a homie because they should all be removed from his group chat. He should have no chats pinned at the top. <laughs> he if, if this was if this was my space, he would have nobody in his top eight because Dang. no one in party Fontaine's corner should have supported him in the release uh, in the release of this it, are we even calling it a diss record? Or is that we, first of all, we need it to play really. a portion of it. So here's the portion. Now here's my confusion: Isn't he a ghostwriter? Like That's what they say, it, I, allegedly. I thought I thought he was a ghostwriter, but you can't write. Then I'm trying to understand. He has a girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. What is your role, sis? I thought we were supposed to protect our men. You know? <laughs> Remember with Jada and Will, everybody was like, Jada was supposed to protect Will, not put him in that situation. How did you let Partisan step out on the Wi-Fi's in this fashion? No. And sometimes you got to just say, you know what? I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now. Maybe I should just go to the gym. That's fair. That makes sense. Not the studio. You know? Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'm on live when we're recording and someone in here said that the song is a bop on the low. When I say, when you say is the low, you must mean under the rock from which it came. <laughs> what is it recommended on like, you know, diss tracks in his, in rap history? <laughs> I can't even, I won't even what? call it a diss track. It ref, I refuse to hold this up to the same lens that we held like the bridge is over or ether. This mm. is not a diss track. It's not even a respectable piece of art. And then it's literally about your ex in a way that is confusing for all of us because y'all broke up a minute ago also. Yeah, that's different. Like, if, any, if, if Slim Thug wants to talk about statutes of limitations, he should have <laughs> talked about the fact that it was way too long since their breakup for Partisan Fontaine to come here with a goddamn diss record against Megan the Stallion. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. This is not beef with Megan. This is salted hash. <laughs> the Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. We just had a whole break where Big Up let down. I had to give it to Party Fontaine. So shout out to all my Houston folks. Y'all may feel strongly that he had a right. You know, that's a new thing. Everybody loves to say who has a right to do what. (laughs) She has a right right to tell her story. You know, they have a right to march and protest. He has a right to rap about his frustrations (laughs) with his ex. You know what? I will say this. That is true. I feel like you do have a right to tell your story. Like you do mm-hmm. have a right, you know, artistically to express your feelings. But when you direct it at the person directly, also it's like she can rap better than this. Do you are you asking for her to come back? That ain't what you want. It's not what you want. He should have just sent her a text. That's what he should have just sent a long text. <laughs> a dissertation tag. <laughs> he looked like he got or an Android, so it would have been broken bomb. up. <laughs> Send her a glitter bomb. Do you know what the glitter bombs are? No, what is it? It explodes. You can, you yeah, like you can send somebody a glitter bomb where they, it's like they get presented with this and they open it and it just explodes in their doorway and it's just like wow, thanks. Yeah, or send her an edible arrangement because edible arrangements are always very, it's a lot of pressure because you're like I have to eat all this fruit today. Like <laughs> today, why did you send me this bouquet of pineapple and melon? But right, a salty one because he's salty. <laughs> 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 Phone lines, y'all. 1 855 262 6328. 
Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. Hey, Supreme. Hey, TJ. So I wanted to call in. This is Leash from Philly. Um, I wanted hey. to call in and just talk about my pet. I have a pet turtle who I got when I was five years old. Um, I'm now 45. So I've had oh him my for gosh. four years. I have no idea how old he is. So he's at least 40, right? So backstory really quick. We were on vacation, family vacation. My mom had a 77 Thunderbird. We were in Virginia. She drove over the turtle. His name is George. So we're going to call him George. Drove over George. I was like hysterical. We put him, we had one of those trash cans that like sat on the hump in the back seat. My mom put water in there, put him in there. So we kept him. Like I was adamant we had to keep him. Brought him home. My mom ends up getting really, really sick because apparently when you pick up a turtle from the wild they carry salmonella so she got salmonella poisoning from the turtle um but happy ending i still have george every day i go and see him um and he's great so he's at least 40 i don't know his birthday or any of those things but i love george and he is my favorite so have a great day. Love you guys. Bye. That is awesome. She definitely said she goes and sees George. So I don't know where George be at. <laughs> Maybe the it definitely house. sounds like one of those marriages where people live in their own houses. <laughs> but shout out to 40-year-old George the Turtle. I love that for you. And I love your mom for being like, oh my gosh, she wants the turtle. So we gonna keep the turtle. <laughs> That's what they say. Like if reptiles, they're like, yo, do not play. Like y'all be getting little turtles thinking it's a cute little game. And it's like, no, turtles mm-hmm. live for like forever. Then look at Galapagos. They be here. They be here. Outlet, we'll be right yeah. back. y'all. Salmonella ain't nothing to play with though. I had it as a kid. Listen, I, if I was her mama, I was like, you got to get rid of this damn turtle. It's me or the turtle. <laughs> Salmonella is awful. All right, now. We'll be right back. I want to hear about the salmonella because I have no idea what the symptoms are. We'll be right back, y'all, to the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this time. We shine. Show. I am your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, the Amanda Seals. Um, today's it's Monday. <laughs> it is Monday, uh, November twentieth. <laughs> Monday, Monday, November twentieth. And um, here's a random fact: Did you know that you burn more calories sleeping than you do watching TV? Which I guess because your body is in such a stasis that it allows it to just get busy doing what it needs to do. Whereas like when you're watching TV, your energy is focused in a, in a specific way. So it's like not as, no, I don't know. I was trying to come up with a logical reason for why like, this is. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You're digesting when you're asleep. You do a lot of work when you sleep. So yeah. Cause you're not okay. like your body isn't like focused on these other things. So mm-hmm. like everything in your body can like get, busy I don't know but uh, uh, someone the other day was like why do you need so much sleep and I was just like what is that what we're doing now we're questioning people's sleep <laughs> like and by the way my sleep is like you know eight hours and I used to ask my ex why do you need so much sleep because I'm like you don't have a job so why are you sleeping Oops. during the day <laughs> like, and, 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 don't, like- and, and I grew up in a house where don't let don't let my mother be like working or cleaning and I'm doing nothing. Black so like when that would take place mm-hmm. in this house, it's like, nah, I'm not going to be here doing tidying and things. And then you like sleep on the couch in the middle of the day on Sunday. We're not doing that. No. But I think it's also like this overworking thing because I keep hearing people say, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. To which I say, you will die much faster if you don't <laughs> if, get the proper yes. amount of sleep. It's <laughs> detoxing. It's healing. I can't function when I don't get sleep. You know what I mean? I've never... It's the same way like the the struggling artist thing. I'm like, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's cute. Uh, <laughs> no. We'll be right back, y'all. We got Blacker News. We're going to talk about Black children getting ADHD diagnoses way more than everybody else. We're going to talk about a Black TikToker putting raisins in her mac and cheese. Oh, the uproar! And uh, we got my small doses segment. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals show. 
Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And you know, it's that time of year. It's that time of year where people sit around a table, they eat a bunch of food together, and we shame each other for poorly prepared uh, sides. That's what happens, okay? Something else that happens is families come together. And these days, families look very different, right? There's a lot of different blended families, blended families of of, inter- of race, blended families of cultures, ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And um, a black TikToker, Chef Taxi, she has black TikTok in shambles because she boldly butchered a staple Thanksgiving dish, okay? Macaroni and cheese. There are expectations that we all have for macaroni and cheese. Okay. It should be cheesy, right? There should be no breadcrumbs because I'm over it. Stop doing that. Um, And it should not have any other ingredients than (laughs) mac and cheese. So in a video, Chef Taxi and her white husband... She said she's going to make him mac and cheese. And she laid out a block of pepper jack, sharp white cheddar, and sharp cheddar cheese in the middle of a silver aluminum pan. Okay, no Mm -hmm. problem. She then poured her dry cavatopi noodles into the pan before pouring milk. After sprinkling salt and pepper, she placed the pan into the oven for 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. She then took it out of the oven. And then she committed an act of sheer violence. She sprinkled raisins. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, so listen, we've already moved on from the breadcrumbs on the top. We've let that go because it doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. Why would we need to add nature's candy to mac and cheese? What? The taste, the taste profile doesn't even make sense. The mm-hmm. taste profile doesn't even make sense. So we said, you know what? To prevent further acts of violence, we wanted to help you mm-hmm. all out with some things that you just really don't have no business taking to a black Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. One, green bean casserole. Now, our Executive producer TJ was accosted at a Thanksgiving with green bean casserole. She's still traumatized <laughs> by it to this day. And, you know, so we just feel like that is not something that you show up with. If it is a staple right. within the regular meal, fine. But if I'm new to y'all's situation, I'm not coming with no brown casserole. Um, pumpkin anything. Now, if you're like me and Kev on stage, you do like a pumpkin pie, but that's not Mm. for your place to bring to the meal. Either come with a patty pie or stay (laughs) out the game. Okay? Stay out the game. Please, please. Canned anything except for canned cranberry sauce. Now, we allow canned cranberry sauce, okay? Because that (laughs) is an actual type of... There's a difference because cranberry sauce as a scope, you know, there's a cuisine to it, okay? And the cranberry Mm -hmm. in the can is a different situation than the real cranberries. That could actually both be existing on the same table and I would have no problem, okay? Okay. Because that's like the difference between sweet corn and creamed corn, okay? Right, right, right. I also don't want y'all... To understand, I don't want y'all bringing random things like macaroons, you know, brown rice. Like, unless we've all discussed, like, we're gonna have a French cuisine, or we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it, or you know, organic. The only, mm, and, and organic. also, and if you're gonna bring something random, the only people who get to bring hummus are Palestinians. Okay, like if you're okay. coming to my Black Thanksgiving and you're Palestinian, yes, bring the hummus. But if you are not, and don't come in here with no chocolate hummus either, I'll fight you. Because that's wait what? That's that's the correct. That's the correct reaction. No way. The last thing that we just want to remind you not to bring. Don't bring that girlfriend or that boyfriend. Don't bring people that nobody like. Okay. Unless it is for your own personal pleasure and enjoyment, because your whole family is annoying and is not on the right side of history, (laughs) and so you want to see and sit back while you eat your green bean casserole, then be uncomfortable. And I have actually been invited to a dinner for that particular purpose. So listen, uh, my cash app is open. Hit me up. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time to get serious. We've got some black eared news. Now, according to a new report published by Penn State, black school children remain underdiagnosed for ADHD compared to their white children. Now, in the in the previous break, I was saying that black kids are getting diagnosed with ADHD more than white children, but it's the opposite, and I'm gonna explain mm-hmm. why that's important. So black children are 40% less likely to be diagnosed with neurological condition uh, than white students. And that has been linked to then, of course, harsher discipline in schools, other mental health conditions. Black children often face punishment for behavioral and mental health conditions where their white counterparts are more likely being diagnosed, Mm -hmm. not only given medical treatment, but given grace. See, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Grace. Mm-hmm. So nearly one in 10 American children have been diagnosed with ADHD, according to the CDC, which, by the way, can we just acknowledge how wild that is? What is going on that one in 10 children are being diagnosed with a neurological disorder? I I think it's the food. The processed foods. Yeah. yeah. We, talk, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the food. It's the food. Black boys were found to be mm-hmm. diagnosed 60% less than white males in similar circumstances, although their chances of having ADHD are probably greater. Now, we've seen this type of dynamic in the fact that like white people go and shoot up schools, churches, grocery stores, mm-hmm. and they're considered to be, oh, it's a mental health issue. Whereas like, mm-hmm. you know, a black person punches somebody out who called them the N-word and they're like, oh, they're a savage. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so we've seen this. We've seen this this applied to black and brown communities. It's essentially this continued effort to protect whiteness in a myriad of ways, even medically. Right. Like even medically, mm-hmm. it is protecting whiteness and giving it grace mm-hmm. and support. Mm-hmm. Right. And support. Now, somebody I'm not trying to say that ADHD is a white thing. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am right. saying is that when we act like a certain group can have something that gives them support and another group cannot. It's just like with the the maternal issues that we're seeing, how they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, like black women, y'all don't get sick. Y- y'all don't get hurt, et cetera. So we're not going to give you the same support medically. Um, it's really right. frustrating. But what it means though, is that as a parent, you have to be hyper vigilant about making sure that your child is getting, you know, the attention and the resources and the diagnoses that they deserve. Um, this and brother, a mental health uh, and addiction counselor, he's a doctoral student. And he said after he was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia at 37 years old, that he fe- he mm. feels that if he was able to get a diagnosis when he was younger, he thinks he would have had a lot more support and love in Ooh. his life. Because, you know, what's the first thing that ends up happening when black children act up, not just from their teachers, but from our community. Oh, he bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he bad. She right, bad. Right, right. Right? Like, oh, ugh. You know, and it's like when we thing. learn about dent- when we see like gentle parenting now and we see the mm-hmm. efforts that folks are making to do that, like we understand mm-hmm. that that is something that is very needed in our communities. I hate hearing people call children bad. I, I can't stand it. And I always mm-hmm. say, it's just like, there's no such thing as bad children. It's bad parents. <laughs> Well, they and they, they may internalize that though. You know, if you keep calling them bad, then mm-hmm. you know, how would they how would they act different? But to what Jeremiah said, you you mentioned the word shame. There is a stigma around things like that. And the students will bully you once they find out that you possibly have a condition and then it's like, Oh, you ain't take your medicine today. I mean, it, it can be really tough. There needs to be a lot of, you know, but not I even mean, I after the parents do it too, though. It's like the parents don't want to be like in their there communities. Oh, my child takes medicine or whatever. My child has, even do. not even just ADHD. They're autistic. There's so many. Uh, my friend's son was pooping his pants at 12 years old. Okay, my friend, her 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 man's son was pooping his pants at 12 years old, and she discovered this. And when she brought it to his attention. Uh, her man and and his uh, BM, they were both like, yeah, we know. But like they didn't want to address it Ooh. because it made them feel bad that their son was pooping his pants at 12 years old. And it's like, yeah, but you got little pants over here. Like, this is not good for him. Right, he's not. a smelly. He's right. he's smell. He is pig. He's pigsty in his school. Like, that's who he is. And Charlie Brown, he would have to have sit at the end of the table. 
anyway, she was able to help him get help and, and there was no more poopy pants. Um, but the other question that we always have to ask is why should black people care? Because you should not let your black child's underdiagnosis get your black child thrown under the bus. Stay woke. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Let's get into today's small doses segment. Side effects of race. We were joined by Ibram X. Kendi, uh, professor, doctor, writer, author, all the things. And uh, let's check it out. So my parents were in the, in, in the Black Power Movement, and there was a pretty significant awareness, the structural existence of racism. Yes. And you could, of course, debate with Black people whether racism is going to end, but there was very few folks saying, you know... It doesn't exist. Exactly. Mm. The way in which people are manipulated is people are taught in 2023 to look for racism using the glasses of 1963. Racism There's that metaphor, has, y'all. You heard it? There it is. You know, racism has changed. If we ain't being lynched, what's the problem? Exactly. Only the By Klan, the way, people are still being lynched. I think post-racial theory, in my estimation, like it's the most sophisticated set of racist ideas ever created. Because what that does is once you believe that racism no longer exists, and you live in a society and that's just much more sophisticated because back in the day they would say oh this is what's wrong with black people now they're training people to figure out what's wrong with black people themselves okay it's like the candy I just you know he said something in this interview that really was an eye opener for me when he said you cannot he basically said not basically he said race came after racism versus the because you know people love to say things like oh you know we just need to stop talking about race we just need to stop talking about race as if that would be the cure for racism but you know as a scholar in the study of race he wrote the book uh stamp from the beginning which is considered a a foremost text on the history of race you know he explicitly Mm. talks about just like where race derived from the concept of race and ultimately Mm -hmm. it was solely created for oppressive purposes like that's it y'all that's it I know sometimes it was like nah but and it's like nah like whiteness was literally just made up as like a tool to you know run over run over folks which is why it can always shift you know what I'm saying? Like, whiteness is a moving goalpost. Mm-hmm. They, as long as they keep giving other people access to white supremacy, uh, they will always be able to hold power in that way. So, shout out to Ibram X. Kendi. Um, he took a little bit of heat because he ran a program at Harvard. I think at Harvard. Um, they gave him a bunch of money to run, like, a anti-racism program I think over there and then Mm. he got accused of like misappropriating funds but when I did my call arounds and my background Boston University there we go I did my call arounds and did my backgrounds and basically it was like nah it's not that he misappropriated the funds like it's not like he was George Santos and was like spending the funds on OnlyFans Um, it was just (laughs) it was just that he kind of like didn't he wasn't good at managing the like the, the funds of a program right which you know, I don't know that <laughs> that skill set is aligned with being a historian. <laughs> like, you know I think the two things. What'd you say? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned Boston University. When he was speaking, it made me recall this article where apparently they did a study at Boston University that black women who perceived issues of racism had a 38 chance of getting 30, 30% chance higher of having a stroke compared to those who didn't perceive racism. Just in case I was wondering what's going on in the world. I mean, yeah, I can see that. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Um, And that's why James Baldwin said, if you are like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but basically if you a conscious black person, you live in a constant state of rage. Facts. Which is also why Andre 3000 was like, let me give you this this meditation album. Instead of me giving you raps about what's going on in the world, I'm just going to give you an album to listen to, to to have a spa day about the world. Check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, y'all. And you can watch the visuals when they premiere on Thursday on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show, your girl Amanda Seals, favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Uh, we will go to the phone lines right now. What's up? Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. This is Olivia calling from Jersey, and I'm calling about who can replace Joe Biden because he has got to Tell go. Tell us. And Tell my us, vote Olivia, is for who can replace Newsom. Joe Biden. I think I don't live in California, never live in California, but I'm impressed by what he's been doing lately. And I wouldn't mind voting for him or at least to see what he has to say on a larger platform. Thanks for all that you do. Take care. Well, now that Joe Biden is 81 years old, I actually feel like they're <laughs> grooming Newsom. Like they're they're like because like, I mean, I don't know. Word on the street is that his health is not doing too great. Um, and that apparently there are inside conversations around people like that are on deck anticipating that he may have to say, let me sit this one out. And I have felt for a while, I remember I always felt that he wasn't going to actually make it all the way to the next election. But now with what's going on, let me tell you what I think is happening. So now that we know that Democrats are like actually just as evil it's like the Republicans are of one version of evil and then the Democrats are just like another version of evil, right? Like mm-hmm. they, people used to always be like, they're the same, they're the same. And I'd be like, they're not the same. And I still say this, they're not the same. It's just two different types of evil, right? right. right? Um, and people would be like, it's a lesser of two evils. And I mean, that's essentially what it has always been. Mm-hmm. That being said, when we're seeing all this rhetoric right now around like, oh my gosh, the polls are dropping because of Biden. People don't want Biden. People don't want Biden. I think that what they're actually trying to do is set us up for that when they bring in another person, people will flock mm. to that person and that will be what clenches the election. I think they're actually um, wagging the dog, which is a technique that these politicos use. They're wagging the dog to get people like riled up in this way. I mean, I just saw something today that said like 70% of the Gen Z voting block is upset with the way that Joe Biden is handling Palestine and Israel. And so I think that mm-hmm. that is true, but I do think that the the magnifying and the sensationalizing of it a year out is so that right. when they do drop a new person in, it'll be like, oh my God, okay, fine. Yes, 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 we'll do it, we'll do it. Just my thoughts. Now let's remember, there's one thing that'd be true. I be knowing. <laughs> so we shall see, we shall see. We'll be right back. You gotta hear head. To seal the show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals here. We're in our last hour of the show, but we still got time to give y'all some dopeness and to give y'all a word of the day. Now, this is a word that y'all have heard in the particular context, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first time you're actually hearing the meaning of the word. Now, uh, DJ Supreme is not with us today, but we got Rita and Jeremiah like the Bible. The word is Hallmark. 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 Um, like something's a hallmark of something. So something is the... Like the the cornerstone, it's the cornerstone. I'll say that. Rita, okay, it's like the the epitome of something, like uh, the the defining character of something, the dis- defining characteristic of something. Kind of yes. Um, so basically, hallmark refers to a mark or design placed or stamped on something to indicate its origin, its purity, or its genuineness. So oh. it's like you're y'all were like almost there. Like the hallmark is like the the noun of the adjective. Um, so it's like okay. um, putting raisins in macaroni and cheese is the hallmark of gentrification happening within your home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it. in the house, your own house. <laughs> <laughs> it might it'd be your own people it'd be your own people mm-hmm. uh, like there's another example uh, corruption was the hallmark of Trump's presidency so it's like the defining characteristic oh okay that's good yeah. alright so remember that because we're going to test you on it on Friday or not alright uh, keep it like right here because it's the Amanda Seals show and you know we've got more show for you like politicians say the darndest things
All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time to get into another edition of Politicians Say the Darnest Things. Get ready for a civics lesson, y'all. <laughs> All right. So Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican out of Georgia, and Representative Rosa DeLauro, a Democrat out of Connecticut, had this exchange about being on the verge of a shutdown. Let's take a listen. Thank you, Mrs. Chair. Uh, my Democrat colleague across the aisle, who's 80 years old and has been here over 30 years, just said we're on the verge of a shutdown. Uh, she probably just forgot that a few hours ago she voted for the continuing resolution uh, that will extend the budget. And we are not on the verge of a shutdown so I just wanted to note that for the record. It may be that the gentlelady doesn't know that there is another body attached to the U.S. Congress called the United States Senate, and they have to vote on a continuing resolution. And when they vote on it, we'll find out what it is that they do with regard to this continuing resolution passed by the House, which, quite frankly, is flawed to a fairly well flawed to a fairly well in meeting our obligations, both domestic and international. And by the way, it isn't a law of the land or until the president of the United States signs it. That may be a basic level in a lesson in civics. There is the House, there is the Senate, and there is the president. <laughs> there is the House, okay, so there's the Senate. Sis said fairly well twice all right <laughs> that was my word of the week because i was like a fairly well i need to understand what that means she really Dirty. gave a civics lesson though mm-hmm. and she had to give it to someone who was also in congress that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy well, you talked about it earlier the people that get they handpicked to uh come into right. the uh the government they don't even know nothing about the government <laughs> You know, this, and, and I don't know if y'all saw, but like Jasmine Crockett, Representative Jasmine Crockett had shared like what the budget was that they had suggested and they pulled money from all of the places for the people, right? So they're pulling money, money from, no you know, tax cuts for the poor. They're pulling money from education services, from mental health services. You know, these places, it's just like, we already know what it is. But I just thought that was a great clip to play to hear y'all, to let y'all hear not only the way that things move through, but also two white women fighting house of cards style. Maybe <laughs> if the gentle lady, <laughs> gentle lady, that's the word for me because she ain't gentle at all. <laughs> but I, <laughs> well, I didn't know what Rosa uh, Delaro looked like, so I grew what she looked like. This is not what I expected her to look like. Also, no, Rosa Delaro is giving you purple hair. <laughs> Like Zalaro, like she's giving you American Italian, like she's giving you a vibe. So she was not here for anything Marjorie Taylor Greene had to do or had to say. And the other day, there was another situation where another um, Democrat had to school uh, Lauren Boebert on like the processes of Congress. Chat. I was like, oh my God, get them all out of here. Get them all out of here. Well, y'all don't gotta go anywhere because we still got more show for you. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We up, we up. All right, y'all, we're going to check on now. It's been a great day here at the Amanda Seal Show with your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I want to shout out everybody who came out to my screening of my documentary in Amanda We Trust last night at the Hollywood Improv. I appreciate y'all coming through and showing your love and support for the, for the documentary. You can also check it out yourself at inamandawetrust.com, all right? I, inter- I produce this myself out of my pocket with the goal of trying to get folks more interested in civics. But since we are here in the near and now, I realize that it is actually something I want to use to not just get people more interested in civics, but to get people more knowledgeable about the system so that they can dismantle it. Yeah. And you got to first have interest and curiosity in it to do that. So check out In Amanda We Trust at InAmandaWeTrust.com. And also, you know, hopefully we'll be bringing this out to folks next year. So look out for when I'm in a town near you. Thank you for listening today. We talked about Puff Daddy and Cassie and their lightning fast lawsuit uh, that I hope brings Cassie some peace and uh, a feeling of justice if the allegations are true. We also talked about uh, the ex-offenders being treated as actual citizens in New York with a new Clean Slate Act signed by Governor Kathy Hochul. And in our Big Up Let Down, I addressed Partisan Fontaine, a.k.a. Party Fontaine's 
non-diss diss track to his ex-girlfriend, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> she's not just the Stallion. She's the Stallion. That's who I romp with. You're brave. You're brave. <laughs> All right, we have way more stuff that we talked about, so make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on social media at Seal Said It and call us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk about which R&B icon Cardi B is collaborating with, okay? We're also going to have voting and venting. This is our new segment where you get to talk about what this whole system means to you and how you are feeling about it. We also have How Black Do You Feel? And comedian Sam J will join us for Back of the Class. If you're looking for something to watch this holiday week, I will let you know with Watch, Don't Watch, which is my little review series about things that I am tuning into. We'll be right back tomorrow with all that and more on Tuesday's Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.